Hi, everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. My name is Peggy Ployer, and I am the host of this weekly broadcast, as well as the founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool. And SPED Homeschool is a nonprofit, and we empower parents to home educate students who have various learning struggles, disabilities, cognitive disabilities, um, a variety of different things that get kids stopped up in their learning. Um, and so whether you're homeschooling or not, these conversations are for you. Just know that um, you can tack on this information if you have kids in other types of education, um, as well as homeschooling. But the goal of our nonprofit is to really empower parents to understand that they can teach at home and that that is a viable um, educational alternative if it's something you haven't thought of before. So I just want to encourage you to, um, to dive into all of our resources at spedhomeschool.com as well as our YouTube channel. You may be watching from there. Um, we have over 900 videos on that channel that you can search um, or you can um, listen to our podcast that this um, audio is released um, the following Sunday. So we have a variety of different resources out there for you and just encourage you to, um, to dive into them. If you are watching via Facebook, YouTube. Um, just know that you can join in this conversation because it is live by um, putting your comments, questions in the feed. Um, if you want to let us know where you're watching from, or you just have a general comment about our topic, which um, today we are wrapping up a month-long series on preschool or early learning. And um, and so those those questions we would love to address um, or just based on anything else we we happen to be bringing up during this conversation, um, put that into those comments and we'll be able to see those, bring those up on the screen if they um, build into our conversation and we'd love to address them live. Um, so so thank you all for joining us and for popping on, for sharing this conversation with other people that you know that might be interested in this as well. Um, and so I've got a a wonderful guest, Carrie Strong. Carrie, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Of course. Well, thank you for having me. This is an honor. Yeah, yeah. And we, like I said, we've been talking about preschool, early, um, early learning. Um, we're going to talk about learning readiness. And I know in past broadcasts, we've been talking more about the the technical scientific side of that. But um, today we're going to focus more on the whole child um, approach to that. And I'm excited um, for you to be able to share with us um, just what it takes to understand if a child really is ready. And then also um, some things that we as parents often miss, I think, in, in approaching that readiness um, mm -hmm. and it not just being a scientific decision. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm excited with what you have to learn. But I know there's probably some background to that, um, a little bit of your own story and your family story. So I'd love for you to be able to start in sharing from that perspective of just what's been your homeschooling journey um, and, and just your own background to, to kind of mm -hmm. make you passionate about this topic. Sure. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a public school and um, I was one of those parents that said, I'd never homeschool my kids. And <laughs> I know a lot of moms out there would probably say that too. Um, right. My husband was actually homeschooled. So there was a thought mm. in my head that that could be a possibility, but it was like, nope, I grew up in a homeschool or I, I mean, I grew up in a public school. So there's mm -hmm. really not, I didn't have the desire to even do that in the beginning. Um, I'm a mm. very task oriented person type a and i 
I always thought like, how do moms ever get anything done with kids at home? So right. I just thought, <laughs> as soon as they're five, they're out of here and I'm going to start getting mm. back to my task list. And that was really my mentality for quite some time. Hmm. Um, so when I dropped my son off at school for the first time, I had this sinking feeling that I had just handed him over to the state to be raised. Mm. And I did not anticipate feeling that way. I thought, yeah. well, maybe that's just normal for um, a new mom to feel when she first drops her son off. But, mm-hmm. but that didn't go away for me. So I started praying about it with my husband, who, of course, was like, well, yeah, let's homeschool. I was homeschooled. So um, to him, it was a no brainer. But to me, it, it took a little more time to get there. Yeah. And as we were praying, the Lord brought to, the, to my mind, um, teach us to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom. Mm. And that's kind of what put the nail in the coffin for me was just, you know, I don't know how much time I've got with my kids. Right. I don't know. Um, you know, hopefully at least it's 18 years, but mm-hmm. it could be less than that. It could be more than that. I just want to use this time that I have to be able to influence them the most that I can mm. in this very impressionable stage of their life. Right. So we ended up pulling him out around Christmas time and um, I actually bumped him back a grade mm. because I noticed his maturity level was not even ready for kindergarten at that time. So we, we yeah. backed him up to preschool and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's been good. It's that's been a really good fit for him. So that's kind of how I got started. I actually Mm -hmm. have dyslexia. My husband has dyslexia. Um, So my mother-in-law told me, well, there's 100% chance your kids will too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, I didn't want to just set them up for that, but um, come to find out they do struggle a lot with Mm. reading. So that has been um, a challenge in our home. So I'm excited to talk more about that and just um, I'm excited that I'm on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that you pointed out that you were anxious and you felt like at, as you dropped your son off, you had these feelings and you didn't ignore them. Um, I think a lot of times we can talk ourselves out of that to mm-hmm. the point that, well, this is just normal and, mm-hmm. and not pursue it the way you did to, to really say this uneasiness needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, too often we just say, well, I'm just supposed to feel this uneasiness. And I think we are told that as well as parents, well, this is just what everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. And so, so just let's normalize it and let's just put your kids in the place mm-hmm. where everybody else does. Right. Um, and, and that really is ignoring where God is saying, press into me see why Mm -hmm. this feeling is there because when god is in a place there's peace Mm -hmm. and and we have to pursue that peace if we're feeling anxious yes yeah that's that's so good and and it is it's it's hard to make that that switch when you you what you know Mm -hmm. um is being challenged and what a blessing to you that your husband had been homeschooled Mm -hmm. (laughs) because at least you had 50 percent on board (laughs) yeah to start out with (laughs) yeah and of course his parents were on board too so his mom Mm -hmm. was like well yeah (laughs) yeah because she had already done it and a lot of a lot of homeschooling um parents don't have don't have that. And so I, I do feel very blessed that actually my parents were supportive as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sometimes it is a very huge battle that continues mm-hmm. all the way through your child's education mm-hmm. that you don't have family members that support your decision. So, so you've had, have a lot of backing and that's yes. extremely helpful, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So you talked about dyslexia a bit. Um, so 
when did you start to realize that your kids were struggling with reading um, maybe as much as you or your husband or maybe more? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know that I even was the one to figure it out. Um, I thought that they were doing okay. And then um, my mom, who is a preschool teacher, she is a Montessori preschool teacher. Oh, okay. Um, she was here for a week and just sat down to read with them. And, you know, moms are honest. And uh -huh. <laughs> so through a lot of tears and feeling like a failure, mm. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, they are struggling. And I, a lot mm -hmm. of times I was pregnant last year. So a lot of times I'd be like, go, go read by yourself. And then, mm -hmm. um, so I, I felt like a failure in that moment. Like, oh, I should have been reading with them more. And, and then, um, I've been talking to so many people that are like, Carrie, just relax. Like that mm. word keeps coming back to my mind over and oh, over again. Yeah. And through multiple people, they're like, Carrie, relax. Like you got this, God's got this. Mm -hmm. And the more that you get anxious about them being at a certain level, the more it's really going to backfire on you. So just mm. let them be where they are. It's not that you're a failure. It's just right. that their brains were slower to develop in that area. And mm -hmm. that's okay. <laughs> and right. that's, that's hard for me to just, it's been hard for me to let go and mm. be okay with the fact that my second grade daughter is at a first grade reading level. And my 10 year old reads probably like more like a seven or eight year old. My mm. nine year old reads like a nine year old. So they're all at different, different right. stages, but to just, you know, it's been a sanctifying process for me to, mm. to allow, allow that because I think so much, so much of the time we put pressure on ourselves to impress mm. other people and say, Hey, look how good right. my kid is reading. Mm -hmm. And it's not God's expectation of us. It's, it's just our yeah. own or our cultural expectation. Mm -hmm. And that expectation puts a fear in our brain. And then I feel like that fear triggers anger or anxiety or frustration because our kids are just not where we want them to be. Right. But when we relax and just let them be there and go at their pace, they, mm -hmm. they're making improvements. And so that's what I need to celebrate is they're, they're better today than they were yesterday. That, that's a great perspective because, I mean, even as you have older children and you're watching them struggle, we can copy that same mentality to everything from, you know, them learning to lift their heads, to crawl, mm -hmm. to walk. And, you know, we're, we're measuring yeah. all these milestones all the way up through their lives and looking around. And, um, and it is, it's a step-by-step you know, little progress by little progress and, you know, celebrating those, those accomplishments one child uniquely at a time. Mm -hmm. um, that really does matter. Can you talk a little bit towards those, those younger parents that feel so much of that pressure? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you buy those books that are like, this is what your child should be doing at this age. And here's what you need to teach your child before they're ready to, <laughs> to go to school. <laughs> and, you know, just, it is so much to mm -hmm. deal with. And, and how do we take ourselves out of that mm -hmm. and, and really approach that from a place of what you said is rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to read um, from Matthew a verse that said, uh, verse that says, I pulled it up on my phone earlier, but um, I can't remember exactly the reference, but uh, just that my burden is light, my yoke is easy. Just that simple, that simple verse that right. my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Mm -hmm. And God is not expecting your child to be 
at a certain level, at a certain time, at a certain right. age. And so that's a that's a cultural expectation. So we can rest in him that he developed, he built their brain. He knows the pace at which they need to go. And we just mm -hmm. have to sit back and watch and see when they're ready. And it's just like anything else. When when they learn to potty train, when or when do they learn to potty train? Well, it's when they're ready. And mm -hmm. I, I'm thankful I learned this with my finally by my third child. Uh -huh. <laughs> I wish I had known it with my first two because I tried to push um, potty training before they were ready. And it just oh. it wasn't working, wasn't working. And for a year, it's like, come on, just go. <laughs> and then when they get it, they get it. And it's like, it's like overnight. So, yes. <laughs> and that's how, I mean, with my third born, my daughter, I was like, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to let her do it when she, when she learns. Mm -hmm. And again, with her, it was just like an overnight thing because I did not push it on her. Right. And it, it's been the same with her handwriting. Um, she has just, she has a really hard time gripping a pencil and her dexterity mm. is just not there. So again, that's another area where I put her grade behind, a grade behind, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, with her writing. And now she loves handwriting because she's not fighting with me. We're right. not in years and I'm empowering mm -hmm. her to where she's at. So yeah. now she feels capable that mm -hmm. she can do handwriting because she can master first grade handwriting now. Right. Um, that's just where she's at. So mm -hmm. I just think it's so important for moms to just, just relax. Your kids will, will learn the concepts mm -hmm. when they're ready, ready to learn, just like they learn to talk, just like they learn to walk, ride a bike. All of those things apply yeah. to that principle. Yeah. It's that, that learning readiness, the kind of pre things that we should be working on versus the pushing of the actual thing, because in that analogy with potty training was so good um, <laughs> because um, that's one thing that I'm, I'm sure if we pushed it, we really got the, the, the feet, the kickback that mm -hmm. this just isn't going to happen. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think we, we think mm -hmm. that all of these learning subjects are void of that same process mm -hmm. where they really aren't right. Our, our kids need to learn and grow in that process of all the things that have to be in place mm -hmm. before this is going to happen, have to be there. Mm -hmm. And, and so no matter what good curriculum you have, um, it's just not going to go. I mean, I remember mm -hmm. buying the book, how to train your child to, you know, be potty trained in, in a day. Yeah. And I remember doing that with my oldest. Um, he was almost ready, <laughs> but, but I quickly learned with my second who was very hard headed that it wasn't going to happen on my timing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's and, cool how God gives us those two. He throws a curveball in there and so many stories <laughs> I've heard are that same way where their firstborn was like, doing great. And you think that you're this mm -hmm. awesome mom. I even heard you right. talk about this one time on a podcast. And, <laughs> and then you have that second born or their third born with all kinds of, you know, when my friend Andrea is an example mm -hmm. of this, she thought all of her kids would be in Ivy league schools of their choice. They'd all graduate with a 4.0. And that was her mentality going into homeschooling uh -huh. because she was academic. Mm -hmm. But, um, so the Lord humbled her and her firstborn had eight or, um, uh, dyslexia. Her second born had health issues. Her mm. third born had ADHD. And then, so she just had all of these things. And mm -hmm. she finally realized I need to relax and go at their pace. And once right. she did, they're all at grade level now. So mm -hmm. it was just, it's, it's humbling because you want to take credit and be like, well, look how great of a parent I am. And then it's like, right. as soon as you start thinking that, like, yeah. oh, but you're not a failure either on the other hand, because exactly. mm -hmm. you know, God's grace is there to help you through that process. 
Exactly. And all of our kids are meant to go to Ivy League schools. They, you know, <laughs> majority are not. Um, and and that's their calling. And, you know, that that's so much better than than, you know, following this tract of what we call, um, you know, success, because mm-hmm. um, success can look so different. For every child. Mm-hmm. And, and I think embracing it, like you were talking about that very early on those successes, mm-hmm. those triumphs, that's going to lead us more towards that perspective of what mm-hmm. success really looks at. Can you talk us through the process of just kind of how you have transformed your view of success? Um, mm-hmm. for your children, as well as your whole homeschool, mm-hmm. um, through the lens of that rest and that moving at your, your child's timing and their own mm-hmm. learning readiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and this is something that I'm learning as we speak right now, even as you're talking to me, the Lord is like, this is what I'm trying to show you right here. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to get at. And so I'm totally preaching to myself when I'm on here, mm-hmm. um, that, at the end of the day, if I can say we showed more kindness today than yesterday, yeah. we saw more respect in our home than we did yesterday. We um, used a kinder voice than yesterday. Then I feel mm. like that those are the real successes. And even for me as a mom, um, just I blow it all the time with my kids. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> Just at the end of the day, I can feel like such a fear, like, oh, I did it again. Like I said, this, yeah. this way. And, <laughs> oh, and then I have this um, verse up on my wall that says, well, good, well done, good and faithful servant. And I look mm. at them like, how can I even look at that? Like, I just feel like this <laughs> terrible failure. And, and Christ speaks to me almost every time. like, because you're mm. looking at you, but you can look at that verse if you look at Jesus, because mm. that's your success right there. He right. was perfect. He got it all. And so you can rest in him that he mm. has it all together. And that when you make mistakes, I'm just there to help you back up the next day. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, it used so to be mm-hmm. success was if somebody's going to come up to me and compliment me and be like, you have a really well-behaved kid or mm. you can read really, really well. And I mean, let's be honest, those things are still flattering when people say those things. And mm-hmm. I have to watch myself not to become proud because that really is not the definition of success. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the definition of success? (laughs) It's a good question to follow up. (laughs) I think when we hear well done, good and faithful servant, and we just get back up, I know that um, a verse that just came to my mind as we're speaking is uh, it's in Proverbs. It says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. Mm. And so I think success is just get back up, do it again. Mm Mm-hmm. It really is. Try to keep keep going. Yeah, it's that biblical form of endurance. And if you, Mm -hmm. you know, read into, you know, even the stories in the Bible or a lot of Paul's writings, it's I endured, I ran the race. I, you know, Mm -hmm. they the ones who just stuck to it and and called out to God in the hardest times and Mm -hmm. and you know made it to the good times and sometimes it still went to bad times again. Um, But that faithfulness. The mm-hmm. over and over again. And, um, and that's what we're called to, not the perfection. And I think too often within the homeschooling realm or even just the educational realm, we put success of the type of achievement on that pedestal versus mm-hmm. just that we're being faithful and we're enduring. And mm-hmm. um, it's not pretty. 
a lot mm -hmm. of times it just really isn't pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yet, you know, I, I've learned when we, we cultivate what you're talking about, Carrie, that, um, within our home, we create the environment to not only allow us to endure, but our children to endure mm -hmm. too, because too. our kids go through struggles. And I mean, that's what, you know, our audience really has to push through is we have, you know, kids with dyslexia and dysgraphia and various cognitive disabilities, physical mm -hmm. disabilities, um, mental health challenges, physical health challenges. And I think the biggest lesson that we can teach is endurance. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. it's not an easy lesson to teach or model <laughs> mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yes, that is, um, it really gets to that core. And, and are we ready to, to learn through that mm -hmm. um, instead of just, well, let's get out the books. Let's forget <laughs> right. about everything else that's going uh -huh. on. No, we have to do it in the middle of it. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's hard because uh -huh. it's not going to look like everybody else's, you know, Instagram pictures of we made it through all yeah. this great curriculum today. Mm -hmm. um, right. So, so, yeah. So do you have anything to share with our audience as far as, you know, um, how do you make it, you know, let's, let's approach schooling mm -hmm. <laughs> with the mentality of we're going to go at your own learning rate versus mm -hmm well, we're going to get this book done this year and let's just mm -hmm. push, push, push through it. So how does that change the dynamics of day in and day out mm -hmm. homeschooling? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know for me, just being a planner type A, I have the tendency to fall into that where I would, I, if it were up to me, I'd plan my entire year out. And I've done that before. It's where it's like by this oh, I day. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I set myself up for for failure there too. Right. I mean, I'm like, by this day, we're going to be on this lesson. And then I leave mm -hmm. no room for the fact that my kids might struggle along the way with a certain yeah. lesson. Mm -hmm. And so I actually have had, even this year, I've had to go back any race a lot. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm going to take, for me, I have to take one day at a time. And yeah. I know that that's hard for the planner out there to hear. Um, mm. And it may not, may or may not work for you, but I know that for me, um, taking that pressure off to be at a certain place during the school year has really allowed me to allow my children to go at the pace that makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. So that if there is a day where they're just not getting the math concept, or there's a day where like, okay, we want to go on a homeschool hike today. And um, mm -hmm. we're going to take a little extra time in this subject so that we can take a break to go be out in nature and be with friends mm -hmm. and allowing that to be okay. Right. I mean, if you think of it, though, a lot of public schools don't even finish their curriculum. Mm -hmm. And I think I just put a lot of pressure on myself to have all 170 lessons done by mm -hmm. May 1st. And just, right. it just doesn't happen a lot. And if it does, it's right. because we were pulling our hair out and there were lots mm -hmm. of tears and we were so mm -hmm. stressed out and it just right. isn't worth it. So I just yeah. thought, you know, if we have to go till July, we'll go till July and we'll mm -hmm. start sooner if we need to start sooner. But just to even incorporate breaks, yeah. because I, I get burnt out really easily. I mean, we can mm. do the rigorous, all of the subjects in one day and go through a whole week. And I am so tired, like exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I don't like school. The kids don't like school. So we really have to incorporate those breaks and really have to slow down at a pace to where they're not getting to the point of extreme frustration. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. 
it, it is hard for us planner type A's. It mm -hmm. took me a long time to get to the point where I was only planning a week at a time, <laughs> a long time. Mm -hmm. And finally just saying, you know, for my own mental sanity and my children's, this, it just, I just can't do this anymore. I mean, I can have mm -hmm. all the books bought and sure. kind of have in my mind of where we're going right. um, and what we're going to use, mm -hmm. but not writing it down every specific thing that, mm -hmm. um, until I kind of saw that. And if we really do push something that came to mind while you were talking too, was we create learning gaps if mm. we push our kids through to just get it done yeah. versus just saying, well, um, we, we need to focus on this because you didn't get the concept. And, mm -hmm. and so let's find some other resources that, that help us or approach it from a different way, have a hands-on right. additional lesson, those types of things to really solidify that um, mm -hmm. instead of, well, we checked the box. Now that right. means you know it. Yep. <laughs> and we're moving along. Um, yeah. But it actually makes teaching further down the road even harder. And mm. that's and, a good point. Yes. And boy, I, I have done it, been there, and paid the price of having to teach one child three three years of math in one year to catch them up for the gaps that were created. So wow. don't, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> Learn from me. Yeah. <laughs> if if your, your child's going right. through a, a struggle. Um, yeah, it's, it's just mm. what it is. So um, Mandy <laughs> said from Facebook, thank you for your honesty. This means a lot to me and to so many other parents. Yeah. Oh. Well, God gives us stories, not so that we can keep them to ourselves and feel like, you know, we can sit on that pride like Carrie talks about, <laughs> but we share them because we want you to know that, you know what, there's other people out there like you and we've been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, and that Flora is watching on YouTube and she says, my husband and I have great difficulty considering what would society think about our children if we take them out of school that stopped mm -hmm. us from homeschooling? We're scared of people rejecting them. Mm -hmm. uh, you do want to talk to that a little bit? You know, it, it is yeah. a different perspective that people look sure. at you. But, um, they do. Yeah. I have a friend who just pulled her kids out this year and she was mm -hmm. really good friends with the moms that were in the school. And so she is struggling with this right now. And mm. um, I've been watching how quickly though, um, God has just given her new friends. Not that we don't keep the old friends, right? but his grace is sufficient for us in that. Mm. And um, I mean, we've become really close during this time and we both started attending a homeschool group together and going for hikes each week. And just the conversations mm. that we've had there have been so fruitful and so good. Mm. And they're everywhere. I live in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm in Irons, Michigan, and I'm sure nobody on here has ever heard of Irons, Michigan. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's between Cadillac and Manistee, but you hold your breath, you've driven through it. So if I can find, <laughs> if I can find a homeschool group, you can. I'm, they're, mm. they're everywhere. So yeah. I mean, I even put a card up um, for my book in a restaurant and I had a lady call me um, because of that card. She's like, Carrie, you got to come to our homeschool group. And like, so I oh. met, I mean, the Lord has so many different ways that you are going to meet people and he will bring people mm -hmm. into your life to encourage you and help you on this journey. And you might yeah. have to let go of some of those close friendships that are holding you back or making you feel mm -hmm. guilty. And that's probably mm -hmm. a hard thing to hear. Um, yeah. 
but God has, God has more people for you in your life that will help you on this journey. Oh, I love that. Yes, that is so true. And, and so much for you to learn as parents too, and grow you. I know there's, there's the, the argument of, you know, we won't have community. There's also the argument of I'm not cut out for this, but you know, mm -hmm. God can answer all of those questions mm -hmm. and make them even better in the end. Mm -hmm. Like Carrie was talking about those friendships, um, those perspectives. Um, my, my kids have formed lifelong friends within the homeschool community. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been a blessing to see how we've been blessed because we've been obedient and in just following what God has for us. And uh, I tell you, since the pandemic, the world has become a lot more accepting of homeschooling because <laughs> we've all tried it now um, in, in some form or another. And, um, and so the arguments now are not even anything close to what I started with over 19 years ago when I started homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And, and so it does, um, it's come a long way and it's amazing to see, you know, just, um, the studies that are being done, there's a massive study that's being launched this year on homeschool um, achievement and just even for various, you know, even struggling learners that um, if you move them out and we've seen this happen in our community so much is working at their own pace, like Carrie's talking about, is the answer. Um, it's just the schools can't do that mm -hmm. on an individualized basis. Right. Um, I've talked to teachers over the years and they've said this is, you know, differentiated education that we know it works. It's just, we can't, we, huh. we don't have the, the amount of people and the time and the, just the resources to be able to do that. But homeschoolers do. And, mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of learning. And um, so I love that we're talking about learning readiness because that learning readiness, yes, it starts with the beginning of the process of learning, but it continues all the way through the entire education of our children mm -hmm. and also it can it's when we're ready to learn mm. do you want to talk a little bit about you as a parent um and sometimes um you know hitting that wall i know mm. you've, you've talked about it a couple times here on this conversation already but hitting that wall and finally saying okay things have to change because the mm. way i've approached them up to now isn't working mm -hmm. <laughs> So, um, so what's been that process for you? Yeah, that's happened so many times along the journey. So not just once, but definitely, um, the first time I can think of that was when my oldest was entering into first grade and I had bought all the curriculum for first grade and I was going to go through everything. I had the chalkboard uh -huh. up. I had their seats where they were supposed to be. I mean, everything was just like to a T, this is what we're doing. And, uh -huh. um, <laughs> And I just encountered tears after tears. And I was stressed. Mm. I was stressed. I was burnt yeah. out. And I told my husband, like, week two, I'm ready for summer break. And he was <laughs> like, that's a problem. <laughs> and I was just, I was feeling the burnt out or the burnout. And um, mm. I just felt like the spirit was saying, Carrie, you're not going to have to do this for much longer. And I was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> like, mm. I'm not going to have to do this for much longer. And I just kept trudging through and it was still really, really difficult. And I just hear that voice again, Carrie, you're not going to have to do this for much longer. Mm. And um, then it hit me one night what he meant by that. I went to a Bible study and I don't know what it was in the Bible study, but all of these thoughts kept coming to my head that I had originally had when I first wanted to homeschool. And it was like, 
what if instead of taking your kids out of life to learn about life, you go into life to learn about life? What mm. if you start learning things naturally with them? Let them come alongside of you in life to learn about life. And all these ideas continued to flood my head and I got excited. I'm like, this is, this is totally different than what I've been doing. We're, <laughs> we're not scratching the textbooks altogether, but we're gonna take what we're learning. Right. We're gonna go out in the world and find ways to implement it. Mm -hmm. So one of those examples, we, um, we were studying in Bible class, um, Noah and the Ark. So um, that weekend we went to Kentucky and we went and saw the replica oh. of Noah and the Ark. Or yeah. the Ark. And I was just blown away, blown away by it. And my kids were too. And hmm. you could just see the Bible stories coming to life in their heads. Yeah. And if I had been so textbook worried, we wouldn't have done that. But mm -hmm. it was just, we took what we were learning and we went and we found a way. And now we can't go to the replica of Noah's Ark for every lesson that we have. But right. there are so many times where God will bring an idea to my mind to um, say, here's another way you could implement that. That would be more effective yeah. and meaningful to your children. Mm -hmm. um, I could give you example after example, but that's just how we've morphed our homeschool now into, yes, mm -hmm. we have our curriculum. We have, um, we have it there more as like a resource. Mm -hmm. So rather than being enslaved mm -hmm. to our curriculum, now, the now our curriculum is a slave to us. We can use it to right. serve our purposes for education. Mm -hmm. Right. And really just listening and, and, um, being open to those mm -hmm. opportunities. Um, yeah, it, that's good. I love that. Cause it, it really does show how much freedom that we have in homeschooling that oftentimes mm -hmm. we don't embrace because we're so worried that our child is behind. We've got to mm -hmm. catch them up. Mm -hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that behind mentality and, mm -hmm. um, what are we catching them up for? <laughs> Yeah, and, and really where yeah. our perspective should be changed <laughs> as to yes. where, where we're catching up. <laughs> oh, Peggy, that's so good. That's so good. Because it's, again, me preaching to myself. Uh, that is what I feel like enslaves us. Mm. That's what I feel like adds that burden to school or homeschool yeah. is that we have to have them at a certain place. Mm. And we just, we don't. What are we catching them up for so that they can compete mm -hmm. with people their age when, I mean, do I ask you how, how old were you when you learned how to read? I mean, right. how old were you when you potty trained? Well, no, <laughs> that's, we don't have those conversations anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not even meaningful anymore. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, we, we, there is, there isn't that anymore. That's a pressure that mm -hmm. is on us because of, like you said, the system, they have to have mm -hmm. that because they mm -hmm. have 30 kids in their classroom. And so they need to be able to report back home what's going on. Right. But we don't have that pressure as parents mm. and we can go at their pace. Um, and like I said earlier, it's not something that God has put on us to carry. And mm. it is a chain that will weigh us down. It weighs me down every day. Believe me, I am always feeling that pressure of, they're in third grade. They need to be here. They need to be on this lesson. At it this just, it's time. like this, and this suction cup that's attached to that, that just kind of follows you. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I used to be a teacher. So I'm like trying to de-school myself from that mentality on a daily basis yes. and recognize mm -hmm. like, no, that is not from the Lord. That is not scriptural. That is, yeah. that is from our culture. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
we definitely, we don't talk about all those milestones Mm -hmm. (laughs) as, as we get older, but Mm -hmm. you know, so on the flip side, what are our milestones that we are reaching for, for our kids? Because we do have to have some sort of, um, trajectory. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. How do you balance that? Because we don't want to be neglectful parents on the other Mm -hmm. end. Right. And we still do want accountability. So that's really Mm -hmm. good too. Um, I mean, we still strive to go through our curriculum and try to mm-hmm. accomplish those things, but they're not, um, I mean, and they do become enslaving a lot of times still, mm-hmm. but to just back up a little bit and just give ourselves the freedom to do it at the pace that, that we can, uh, that makes sense for our families. Yeah. But I think it is, I think it is good to go back and evaluate where were my kids here? And it's, it's fun. It can be fun too, to be like, wow, they've really accomplished this. Like last year they were at this reading level. Now they're at this reading level and that's really fun to celebrate. So I think Mm. as long as we're keeping that perspective of that, this is a, like, this is an exciting thing that they're now at this, they've achieved this. And so you do want some achievement because you want your kids to see that they're growing and that they're capable and Mm. they can um, Mm -hmm. accomplish things. So I think that, yes, like you're saying, there is um, value to that as well. Yeah. 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 There's, there's so much value that we create outside of just these learning practices, I want to call mm-hmm. them, um, because learning happens everywhere that is around us. I mean, we, yeah. we are, God created us to learn and to grow and to create, and it's just naturally occurring in us. What we can do as parents is we can either nurture it or we can squash it mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and pushing like we had been talking about earlier is how we squash that, but watching for that readiness, mm-hmm. cultivating that, um, that within our children and mm-hmm. that environment, mm-hmm. um, really does encourage that learning. And I want to, I want to speak to, um, one of our YouTube viewer brought up a question about this and, and that really goes in line with that. She said, I have a seven-year-old with Down syndrome who loves special school and a five-year-old with SPED who hates preschool. The eldest follows me at home, but the youngest does not. I really fear he won't learn anything with me advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we do have that fear that, um, again, the, the opposing children, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're given one who loves, you know, learning in any mm-hmm. aspect. And then the second born, um, which is my case has been the, like, I don't want to do anything you do, um, <laughs> <laughs> child. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, just advice for, you know, mm-hmm. getting, over that fear and mm-hmm. um, saying, I can cultivate a learning environment in my home that will be conducive to this child who seems to not want anything to do with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how that was phrased that you're afraid that they won't learn anything with you. And I just thought, oh, mm-hmm. but they're with you. Yeah. They're with you. They're watching you. They are a little sponge that's absorbing mm-hmm. all of that stuff, even when you don't realize it. Right. And I think it's really cool. Like I had a friend, Jess, who um, is a guest in my book too, who she was telling me a story similar to that, where she gave all of her attention to her firstborn. And mm. then um, her secondborn was like, why don't you teach me mommy? And she was, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I really have been focusing on that firstborn. Um, mm-hmm. so she went to go sit down and do some things with her secondborn and realized that he was at the same level as the firstborn, because he was just there uh-huh. watching and observing and absorbing all of this stuff. So your kids are picking up a lot more than you think they are. They are. Yes. You, you create, 
create that culture of of learning and that that just being inquisitive yourself and and diving yeah. into learning and they can't help but absorb it. Mm-hmm. It's it's right. it's just natural. Um, mm-hmm. We're all wired to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, you know, I always encourage, you know, putting up posters in your house and things around, you know, the alphabet timeline characters, whatever, mm-hmm. because whenever your child sees them, they're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't even have to instruct towards it. They're just looking at it and absorbing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yes, that environment and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it's just being willing to learn yourself and to mm-hmm. give that modeling example. Um, yeah. And, and how exciting that, that her oldest is already excited because one more um, example for that younger one to follow and say, well, what's, you know, that's mm-hmm. often that curiosity will take over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why am I not getting what they're getting? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It's amazing what those younger ones that come behind just learn. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be done at home either. So, I mean, if you're taking Mm, them to mm -hmm. museums or to the zoo or to different places, I mean, they're going to absorb that stuff or even just a nature hike or whatever it is. Like, I like the idea of putting up stuff around the house so that they're just picking it up on their own. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even beyond that, that child learning, you know, regular school learning or early education school learning, um, you know, and, but we're preparing our kids eventually to launch mm-hmm. and, and when they launch, we're not going to care a whole lot about the stuff that we stressed on the most. Um, I know mm-hmm. that I have three adult children now. <laughs> um, so do you have any advice for parents, you know, in the light of that, training of, of character, of, of all these other non-academic things Mm -hmm. that, um, how can we incorporate those, those bigger things Mm -hmm. into our, our children? Maybe we have extra time. They're not ready to move on with reading. They're not ready to move on math. How can we change our mental focus and our time and attention to things that are even more important? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's another great question. Um, as you're speaking, I just think of of just doing life together, just mm. letting uh, cooking together, folding laundry together, um, and being okay with the fact that when they're young like that, their their play is a big part of their learning. Mm. So allowing mm-hmm. them to really develop that that play. Um, I think yeah. I even read in um, I think it was better late than early. A book by Raymond Moore. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that it's. I was reading bits and pieces of it, but um, that it's and it's that playtime is so essential for early growing. That yes. even and it looks like they're doing nothing, mm. but it really wasn't until later centuries that um, play really got cut short, and mm, then they were put mm-hmm. in school. And studies have been shown that kids who haven't had that good time to play. Um, have a harder time being responsible adults because they, that part was never mm. fulfilled in their life. So just allow, yeah. allow that time. If your kid's not ready to, to read, to write, to do all those things yet, that they are developing the parts of their brains that are learning, that will eventually mm. read and write. Um, there's a study yeah. out there that talks about the kinesthetic or not the kinesthetic, the, um, the sixth sense, the, I'm going to forget the name of it now. Um, the vestibular sense. Oh, and yes. I don't know if you're, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
but just like them playing develops that part of the brain and that mm-hmm. part of the brain will eventually be the part that reads. And so that's really great mm-hmm. that they're, they're developing all of that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked a lot about that regulated, unregulated play and all of mm-hmm. that, but it's always good to remind um, to remind ourselves <laughs> that mm-hmm. we still need to be playing. Our kids need to be playing. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's such an important part of, and I'm so glad that you pointed it out, especially for those, those later year, um, transition, because we always think the most important things that are going to prepare our children to launch are the academics or mm-hmm. the life skills, but it really is them working out on their own through play environments Mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't because otherwise you just continually fail 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 because the systems that you've memorized don't work in every situation mm. um and we w- when we play we can actually test out things mm. and internally internalize that so we don't have to always think about it we can almost instinctively react um to what is right because mm. we've kind of worked that out ahead of time and so, so yeah, but it is so countercultural now mm-hmm. to, to bring those, um, those things into what we would consider a, a healthy way to, um, to prepare our children to launch, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yet it's so important. So yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, and just preparing our kids for eternity. Um, I, you know, we, we can work on so many things. We do not know what the future holds for any of us. And um, that's the core really of, of how we should be focusing on, um, you know, preparing them throughout anything. Do you have mm-hmm. anything to add to that specifically? Uh, no, I think you said that really well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was good. That yeah, it's just um, it's it's more than academics to prepare them for. Mm-hmm. I'm just processing what you're saying. I think this is really good. <laughs> I need to <laughs> remember this, and that all of those things are just as, or if not more so, beneficial to them when they leave the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they will go through hard times, and mm-hmm. um, I know we're we're going through a family battle right now. That's really hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look back and go, what was most important that I instilled in my kids when they were younger? It was what, that they knew God, you Mm -hmm. know, they, they know his promises Mm -hmm. may not always agree with them. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but, but they know, Mm -hmm. and they've been taught that we love them and we're there for them. And I think that's one of the greatest homeschooling lessons you can teach your kids, especially as, Mm -hmm. you know, Carrie was talking, you know, you were, talking about just walking with them at their own pace. When we push, when we, we give them expectations of what we think, where they should be at, we, we kind of let them know and without really saying it, I don't really appreciate, you know, your unwillingness to push beyond what you can do. Um, I, mm-hmm. I want you to do more than you can. You know, we don't realize the messages we're giving mm-hmm when we aren't okay with where our child's at. We're basically wow. saying you're not good enough. Huh. And of course, that's not the message we want to give, right. you know, but mm-hmm. unfortunately it, it is. And just embrace our child where they're at, mm-hmm. love them there and, um, and say, you know what, well, um, I, I think one of the best parenting advice 
um, books I read said, you as a parent are not the opponent. Your kids will try to make you the opponent because you're safe. Usually you have to get out of that boxing ring, get behind them and say, I'm going to coach you through this. There's the enemy. There's the battle. Let's mm -hmm. do this together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when you can work behind them to support them, to give them the tools that they need to face their opponents, that's really our job and our calling. Yeah. And, so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so you've written a book and you've got a website. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Mm. Um, yeah. So you've got a website called strongroots.farm. Mm -hmm. And what can our viewers find on that? Yes. My, my book is on there and I also write a blog called inspirations from creation. I will mm -hmm. say that I'm not super faithful at it with a little one in the house right now, but um, being a new mom again mm -hmm. for the first time. Yes. <laughs> but I do love doing that and um, love just going outside, being in nature, sharing what God speaks to me through his nature and mm -hmm. love writing things about that. So I've got my book on there and that and just a little bit about myself. But, but um, yeah, the book was really just a blessing to me to write. I actually started writing it for my sister who decided hmm. during the pandemic that she didn't, uh, she didn't want to put her school or her kids in school anymore. She wanted to homeschool. And I was like, hmm. Oh, well, let me give you all the tools that I wish I had had when I first started homeschooling. So yeah. I just wrote her like a, my own cheat sheet of what I thought was important for, um, for her to know before starting. And then it just hmm. kind of grew from there. And I met with a publisher and he's like, well, you should probably double the word count if you want that to turn into a book. And so, um, I ended up interviewing 10 other moms out there and just was so blessed by their stories mm. and the things that they had to share. And um, a lot of their stories are in the book of why they homeschool, what methods they use, um, different um, approaches to homeschooling. Because mm. um, I was always wanting to enter into the world of another mom and just see what is it like for them? Like, what does school right. look like for you on a daily basis? Mm. So mm -hmm. there are stories in there from top to bottom of what their day looks like and how they roll mm. and um, just to give you examples of how it can flow. And a lot of them, I'm right. like, Oof, there's no way I do school like that. And then other ones, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I resonate with that one. So, uh -huh. um, so it really was a blessing for me just to be able to talk to these moms and hear what they do and then put it into words and mm -hmm. then hopefully it will bless other people too. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I think we, we idolize like one person and we're like, mm -hmm. that's the way homeschooling is supposed to be. Right. And, mm -hmm. and and I've, yeah, I've learned the same thing. No, not, it doesn't happen in my house. I, if it doesn't mesh with, with my own personality, with my kids' mm -hmm. personality, there's no way I can do homeschool that way. Mm -hmm. We've got to take those idols down right. <laughs> and really, really yeah. come alongside that community that we resonate with. And I love that word resonate that you used because it, mm -hmm. it really is, there's no one right way mm -hmm. to do homeschooling, but it has to be right for us. Mm -hmm. Um, cause otherwise we could be walking someone else's path and, and struggling the entire way, um, and forcing our kids onto a path that they just weren't cut out to walk either. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do respect a lot of people that do a lot of things that I didn't do. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And that's a great, it's a great reminder for me to, to not compare um, and to gain ideas, like for sure, gain ideas right. from people and like, Ooh, I like mm -hmm. that. I'm going to implement that into my schoolroom. But when you start to compare and you're like, Ooh, I should be doing this. Right. Then yes. it becomes a burden. And mm. it's like, I've flip-flopped my way of schooling and I've tried methods and I'm like, it's just not working. I keep going back to the same thing that does work for me. So 
Yeah. Don't feel bad if you find that method that works for you and it's not what somebody else is doing. Yes, that is great advice. So what is the name of your book? Uh, you Can Homeschool, Answers, oh. Methods, and Resources with Real Life Stories. Okay, awesome. Yep, I'll get that um, added to the, the YouTube feed as well as um, Carrie's um, website so that you can just click on it and, and it'll be in the podcast um, description as well. That make make it easier instead of having to type all those words in. Because um, <laughs> I know it can be kind of difficult. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, well, I want to thank you, Carrie, um, just for, for sharing and um, just reminding us that Learning has to be something that not only our child's ready for, but we're ready for, um, mm -hmm. and to, to take it at that pace. And mm -hmm. um, what a great reminder at the end, too, that it it doesn't have to look like anybody else, no matter what pace we're going. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a lot of other nuances to, to teaching at home that we have the freedom to do, and we should embrace that. Um, so, so I appreciate all your input and just sharing your story with us and, and being willing to, to dive into other people's stories too, and share that in a book. That's, um, that's some great, um, just a great perspective, um, to be able to do that instead of saying, this is the one way, you know, everybody has to do it this way. Um, I love that you've kind of incorporated a lot of different things into, into that. Um, so yeah, well. Well, thank you, Peggy. Yeah, yeah, it's been been great listening to your your story and um, and just um, so Carrie and I were sharing a, before the show started that they're going to look at road schooling soon, and I'm excited about that adventure um, for you. Um, lots of things ahead, and so so blessings on mm -hmm. on that journey and where God's going to take you to to learn even more outside those textbooks than you were talking about yeah. already. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. It'll be memories that you and your kids will never uh, forget and mm -hmm. family bonding time. So mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so if you have the ability as a family to travel and learn, it's amazing. Um, how those are really the only things they truly remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, take advantage of it. It's, um, it's precious. Definitely. So, so yeah, well, thank you viewers that popped on. We appreciate your comments. Um, and if you have any final ones, um, we'd be happy to entertain those. We've got a couple minutes left. This is kind of concludes our month long of talking about preschool. And I know we had a lot of questions about early learning preschool, um, and we wanted to focus on that this month. So even our blogs on our website at spedhomeschool.com, you'll find um, a variety of of new blogs, as well as some older ones we've, we've published in the past um, on this topic. So we know that there's lots and lots of new homeschoolers coming in saying, <clears throat> we're not using the school system at all. We're going to start homeschooling from the beginning. But um, that means that there's a lack of uh, products out there because this is a, a wave that we've never had before. And so um, so we've just really been blessed to, to focus on that this month. Flora from YouTube says, thank you very much. Um, you are welcome. We are happy to help and be praying that you can make that decision with peace to, to homeschool if that's where you're feeling led. Um, it, it definitely is a leap, <laughs> as Carrie shared from her story and from my story, it definitely was a leap. Um, I had lots of struggles and really thought this, 
was going to ruin me and ruin my children. <laughs> how we've survived this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I told Peggy earlier that we're all going to need therapy anyway. <laughs> yeah. <so>. Join the club. <laughs> One way or the other. Uh, yes. <laughs> so better to be in God's plan and need therapy than to um, be in man's plan and need extra therapy. <laughs> so yes, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll just stick with that. <laughs> So, well, yeah. next month, we're going to kick off next week with our next month's theme, and we're going to talk about integrating technology into your homeschool with a variety of different things from, um, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. We have virtual reality we're going to talk about one week. We're going to talk about creating records for your kids using some technology. And just next week, we're going to focus on just simple ways to integrate technology as um kind of therapy. So we're going to talk with the group from Iconics again next week. And they, um, they have some fun, interesting ways to incorporate um, that technology piece in. So we'll, we'll be excited to share that with you since we all have access now to all this tech. Um, we kind of wonder if we don't, we don't want to overdo it. We don't want to underdo it because there's a lot of good resources out there, but, but how do you balance that? And so we're kind of taking it from that perspective, not that you should be teaching everything on technology, um, but that there is a balance and there are some good mixed in there. And we want you to, to know what those options are so you can take advantage of them. So that's what's coming up in October. So, um, so yes, thank you again, Carrie, for joining us. This has been a fun conversation um, and thank a great you. way to close out this month because um, we've we've talked a lot about the scientific, and I don't think we we've mm -hmm. talked about the the whole person. Like I said at the beginning, that whole person perspective of our child and what are we doing in this process of pushing and mm -hmm. not being ready or when they're ready, um, waiting for that and, and even ourselves. So, so thank you for having this conversation and um, allowing us to, to highlight those, um, those important topics. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. This is an honor to be here. Thank you yeah. so much. You are welcome. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, we have this broadcast live from 1230 to 130 um, every Tuesday, um, Central Time. If you're at a different time, of course, adjust that, please. Um, but but yes, yeah, so we'll be back again live. Uh, but otherwise, you can watch the videos um, uh, rerun on YouTube as well as Facebook. And then we'll be bringing out shorter clips of this video in a couple weeks, too. So um, so just know you can you can digest a lot of our content in different ways. Just um, search our YouTube channel, search our website um, and search our podcast for for previous episodes to find exactly what you need. Cause we know there's a wide variety of needs out there and we're just trying to create a resource library for you to be able to get the information that you need so you can be empowered to homeschool. So, um, so thanks all. And um, we'll see you again next week. Um, same time, same place to talk about technology. We'll see you then. God bless. Bye everybody. Bye. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, we hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and to, especially to those that do not know Christ. 
To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.